You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. week's episode of the something good for you podcast and we're back doing the zoom editions again i guess it's still quarantine sessions <laughs> yeah it's still the quarantine sessions i guess last week's episode was kind of a eh, it, we kind of got away with it because we were we were returning reina and it's family yeah. and everything else, everything's so. opening back up but it's still there's still there, there wasn't more than on, there but. wasn't more than 10 people in the house we're fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go but no, figured we could still take an opportunity to talk to people we hadn't really been able to chat with or hang out with on the main show. And one of them, I actually want to give him a proper introduction this time instead of just throwing him to the wolves. But this guy haha, um, really kind of swooped in and <laughs> that just now landed on Cal. I was like, yeah. I was, I was, I was like son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh Thanks to John Bowman of the War Boys uh, connecting us. Um, we got introduced to in the All Comps Are Bastards uh, <laughs> compilation yep. CD. And I think that's a rather, um, rather good title, especially considering everything's going on right now. <laughs> that's rather oh, yeah. uh, right on the money. <laughs> um, but probably the coolest thing that came out of that is we're talking to so the, the guy that runs our label. The guy that runs the label you, for it. Well, that's wrong terminology. Fuck. What were we trying to say? The guy that fucking signed us. We're part of his label now. We finally yes. have a record label under our belt. <laughs> there you go. Danny, thank you so much for being on the show and being able to kind of talk with us. Oh, thanks for having me, man. And that was a clunky as hell intro. We've, uh, we've had a long day at work already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying out new equipment and things like that, too. And, you know, just getting through those little bugs. But it's been a pretty easy transition uh, transition so far. And it's... A pleasure to finally talk to you. This is our first conversation uh, outside, like I was saying uh, before we started rolling, like outside of a comment thread over uh, our uh, promos for the new record that's out. It is our first like yeah, conversation. Uh, but Danny and I did figure out uh, we were in the same building at one time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we didn't we were. even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's told me this story I before. Remember that night? So <laughs> well, I'm not surprised with the like bloody ass forehead you got. Began was a murder junkies flat tire show at uh, the Milestone. Yeah, and um, yeah, from from what uh, from what you do remember, it seemed like some not so fun things happened, and I actually caught the end of it on video and posted it on my Facebook. Going, yes, look did. at this fucking idiot! Her, her, her. So what did happen, or can you tell us? <laughs> well, I didn't find out till after the fact, but basically, what happened is um, there was this group of guys. It was rumored they were all Marines. They were all wearing you know the Semper Fi T-shirts and whatnot. And they were picking fights with people throughout the whole show. And like they were, I saw like three or four women get knocked out by them. Uh, they were fighting with their boyfriends and whatnot. And at the end of the show, one of the guys walks up to me and just punches me in the face. I punch him back. And then the next thing I know, I'm on the ground because his four friends just shoved me down and started kicking my head in. 
Yeah. Jesus. And the, and the thing is, is <laughs> I, I don't remember any of like that, that part, but I do vaguely remember like, you know, some really fucking agitated people in the crowd, oh, <laughs> like oh, yeah. more than usual. And I remember them being pretty rough. So yeah, I, I can back you up on, there were definitely some people that normally weren't at shows were at that show. You said this was a <laughs> yeah, murder yeah. So it was a murder junkie show. Yeah, at the so, milestone. Yeah, yeah. So you you yeah. can imagine, yeah, people you never see crawling out of the yeah. woodwork for that one. Yeah, I saw him that yeah. one time over at Tremont, and it was one of the more memorable shows, for better or worse, <laughs> on some parts of it. <laughs> Sounds well, that, about right. <laughs> well, that was the one that wound up getting featured in the uh, the hated documentary. It was. They did a big. I mean, they uh, covered oh, wow. a lot of that. Yeah. Did you see the? Um, that most recent one actually it was the the allen family that's what it was called where they kind of followed oh yeah i didn't see that one no that was i i actually really like that you do see uh my ugly mug in it for a half second you see the fill-ins on yeah. the chalkboard at tremont it's so the, oh it's the, okay it's the part where uh dino uh gets has this uh blonde girl stick a drumstick up his ass and then you see all of us just with our mouths <laughs> just intentionally, and just intentionally like, comically open so it's like you know b- behind all that so um i was playing with jeff clayton jeff williams and eddie ford in a gg tribute that night uh called hated the music of gg allen and um the headliner that night was going to be murder junkies and it was very close to uh the anniversary of gg's death so you know it was, it was all apropos and it all were kind of worked together and um Clayton already told us ahead of time. He's like, Hey, there's a documentary film crew following these guys around, you know, this, that, and the other. And legend has it. They've had like a lot of different people say they were going to do stuff throughout the years and it just never happened. So they were kind of thinking this was just not going to happen either. (laughs) And so intentionally, when Dino started getting the sticks up his butt and we saw the camera kind of go that way, I looked like deadpan right at him. Just going like, <laughs> like that, like intentionally just making like the most grotesque, like ugly you face I could. And they actually fucking used oh, it. Wow. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, now I've got to find the documentary cause I haven't seen that one yet. It's available for streaming somewhere. I think on Amazon. I think if you've got it. I think you can get oh, it perfect. on um, Hulu through uh, Showtime, also. But yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, so between the two, definitely check Amazon first, though, because I, I, okay. I remember a big influx of people maybe about a month or so ago saying they saw it, so it probably showed up somewhere. Okay. But so with that being the fact, and now you live in Illinois, um, yep. how, how, how did that happen? So you were living in North Carolina and apparently that's when we saw each other. So you're our Carolina boy. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So, so Hickory. Hickory. Nice. So, so, so I Hickory. do feel, so I still can say, uh, we'll, we'll say Hobo Wolfman Records is still a local label because a local boy damn runs. Oh, absolutely. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still consider it a North Carolina label. I mean, most of the yeah. bands on the label are from North Carolina. I was going to say, I mean, yeah. that's, the, that's the music scene. I pay the most attention to, cause that's where I'm from. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I've only lived in Illinois for a little over a year. Oh, okay. Wow. okay. So that's a pretty recent change for yeah. you. Yeah. So, so were you aware of uh, bands like body bags and uh, home for the day and uh, other, uh, a lot of uh, current Charlotte bands that are uh, playing right now that you kept up with? Yeah, actually, um, 
Home for the Day I knew through a guy that I worked with in Hickory before I moved here because um, he worked at a vape shop somewhere in mm. Taylorsville and like mm-hmm. they hang out there all the time. Yeah, we yeah, actually we played, I was gonna uh, say. We played there once with them. Oh, you played there? Okay. Yeah, yep. with them. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a fun show. That was hot. <laughs> Tiny little vape shop. And, uh, and with, uh, with the body bags, like I've been listening to their music for years. And then um, when I was putting All Concert Bastards together, I got an email from Jared. And he's like, hey, uh, we, we just put a, we just record this EP. We kind of want to put it out. Uh, if you want to check it out, I'm like, dude, I've been listening to your shit for years. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> and you got folks like Electric Frankenstein and uh, Wimpy from uh, the Queers on the record too. A few legacy acts. I was just curious yeah, about I your really relationship with these guys. Happened. Was the, was um, these just uh, cold emails, or have you had relationships with these uh, legacy bands for a uh, for a little bit? Uh, really, they were just cold emails. Like I just reached out to Sal. Uh, from Electric Frankenstein and told him what I was doing, asked him if I could put an Electric Frankenstein song on it. I didn't think he would respond, <laughs> um, but he did. And um, with Wimpy, we were Facebook friends for a long time. I never really knew him, but I've met Joe Queer a few times. Um, and I was, I was pretty shocked to get him as well because, you know, like that's the shit I grew up on. That's what, so yeah, it's just that simple, y'all. Just send an email. <laughs> Can't hurt to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's you would be surprised at how much actually gets done just by sending that cold email. You know? Oh, absolutely. Like uh, that's how we did the first all concert bastards. Uh, we're going to take submissions for volume two when we do it, but with with the volume one, I just reached out to the bands that I liked to see if they would be interested, and in it it worked out pretty well for us. Yeah. So I hope a Wolfman is just a, a, a brand new thing too as that as was that was that started in chicago or was this already a thing in charlotte before uh you moved well i started it in hickory before i moved okay like uh we started as a store kind of back in 2015 because i would do uh trade shows flea markets i had a booth in an antique mall uh but you know putting our own music out was the goal yeah and uh, we finally started doing that in uh, late 2018. Okay. What made you want to start that? Because I imagine that I've seen a few docs on folks starting labels like DIY labels, and I can't imagine the undertaking. Oh, it is a labor of love. It's not, uh, it's not lucrative. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> but... I, it's like being in a band. <laughs> I, I forget exactly, who it was, but exactly. uh, so, someone compared uh, running a label as to uh, filling up huge bags of money and just tossing it in the sea. <laughs> You're goddamn right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's how any DIY um, operation is for a long time, isn't it? Absolutely. But you know, if you care about it enough, it doesn't matter how much you spend on it. It's like, always it's like, it's a labor of love. It's a hobby. It's like when I got, we got our test pressings and put it on the, the turntable. It was just one of those deals where it's like, I lost my ass, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it had to be worth it, man. Oh no. That's a great fucking record. Well, and I'm just super proud to actually have um, your name on it because when when you reached out to us uh, asking about all comps or bastards, when I started looking at just, you know, the folks you had worked with and everything, I was like, holy hell. And, and my thought process on it too was 
I was like, okay, if Bowman sent me up about it, he does, he literally takes no bullshit. You know, it's like he, he is, he's one of those few people I can always turn to and you be like, tr- does this pass the sniff test <laughs> kind of thing? You can trust him. And uh, right, when, right. When, Bo- when John was like, hey, man, uh, send this guy your track. He really knows his shit. And when I finally saw the final track listing for the CD and then again, saw stuff like wimpy electric Frankenstein, you know, and all this stuff. And even, uh, even Randy, butt sex, I knew uh, Randy ever <laughs> oh, yeah. years ago. And I was like, Holy shit. He knows Randy. <laughs> so oh, of course, man. Randy's the best man. Yeah. So, and man, I actually tried helping him book a mini tour back in the MySpace days. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I saw all these really cool bands lined up with it. And I was like, this, this is pretty awesome. And that's what actually kind of struck me to want to send you the email about, you know, us becoming an official part of the label instead of just the compilation. Cause I was like, this guy actually knows his stuff. Cause that was the thing we were running into is we were going to, you know, self-release this in the end of the day, you know, if we had to, but at the same time, it's like, we really wanted to be part of a network of people that had similar tastes in music, you know, and, right, and, right. Would, and would do their part and help with the promotion. Cause you've been a huge help with that. Oh, tremendously. And the thing no, I was finding, and the thing that I was finding looking around was just, there's a lot of like metal labels and it's like how, like a good portion of them. I just wasn't in, even interested in sending anything to, cause I was like, we would be the odd sheep out on any of this, even ones that we've gotten emails for in the past. I've looked at their roster and was just like, I feel like this is a cold email <laughs> because I don't feel right. like you really listened to our stuff. You wouldn't have sent me this email if you really listened <laughs> the redheaded stepchild anywhere else but thankfully we joined a label full of redheaded stepchildren and i oh, think that's yeah. and i think that's what really makes it cool because at least looking at the uh official bands um with us body bags home for the day just between those three those are three very different styled bands yeah we're, we're eclectic but you know it all fits in it's not it's not strictly metal it's not some like grindcore label ran out of a basement or some shit yeah. like that there's no strict mm-hmm. punk band full of rules or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's just something I really appreciate with you is because I can tell you are a fan of music. Um, you mentioned earlier, you kind of went to like, um, like flea markets and stuff and you had like booths. Uh, did you, did you always find yourself even at a younger age, like collecting little trinkets and, you know, little comic book or superhero or monsters or, you know, little like toy trinkets. Monsters. Yes. Uh, Superheroes. I never was really into, but yeah, I was really big into like going to flea markets and stuff and uh, yard sales. And that's how I started collecting records when I was like, I don't know, five years old. Really? Yeah. I started buying like 25 cent records at yard sales. (laughs) <laughs> do, do you remember what drew you to it was it just wanting music or was it something about having like music on a disc that you could own well i was already a huge fan of music but right. like uh vinyl appealed to me because like the artwork was humongous and mm-hmm. you know it's like it draws you in I was and say, pl- what, plus the price helps do you remember what drew you in uh you said you started collecting how old I was like five years old. So at five years old, what was the first uh, record that caught your attention at five years old? Uh, it was a Beach Boys record, Endless Summer, I think it was. Nice. 
I can't remember what that yeah. looks like. I'm, I'm gonna look it up now. <laughs> Y'all keep going. Yeah, because uh, that's actually uh, a cool thing he's bringing up. Because one of the things that we've mentioned a lot is that you know people want to say you know the music scene's dying. Well, it's just evolving. You find your music in a different way. You you play the related artist game on Spotify now, whereas oh, yeah. what you used to do, like what you said, you'd thumb through the records, and if you saw something that had a really cool cover to it and maybe some, right. you know, enticing track listing. You're like, Oh, I think I want to pick this up. What was the name of it? One more time. I was probably wrong, but I think it was endless summer. It was like a, a yellow background, very colorful, had animals all over it or something. I don't own the record anymore. Oh. I hardly listen to the beach boys. Oh, really? <laughs> I was going to say that's, that would yeah. be a great one to still have. Be like, this was my very first record. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything that I had when I was a child, unfortunately. <laughs> I got a bunch of upstairs that are like from my dad's collection that he had in the seventies. Okay. But it was just, but it's all the same records that everybody else bought in the seventies. <laughs> so I'm side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frampton comes alive, all that. There you go. And then yeah. the one Sabbath record. And then, yeah, Black Sabbath <laughs> Volume 4. I was like, what's this? Sunday <laughs> School Dad? <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> so, um, so, of course, probably your favorite monster growing up was uh, the Wolfman. Uh, actually, it was Frankenstein. Really? All right. Yep. My man. Yep. So, so, so we've <laughs> got go. that in common. I've got <laughs> there my stitches. You go. nice. There and there. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So do you remember what about Frankenstein kind of drew you in and that you were just like, this is the monster that I like most? Oh, for one, he, he looked like a badass. Right. And, uh, and you know, he wasn't really a monster. He was just, you know, he didn't, he was reanimated. He didn't want to be alive. Yep. And like he wasn't, he wasn't a monster, just misunderstood. So yeah, that kind of drew me in, you know, the outcast type thing. Yeah. I, I never really tried thinking too hard into why I liked it, but for some reason that was the one that just grabbed me. Um, Dracula eh, could give or take Wolfman. Eh, I didn't find see, any ones that looked cool enough. See, I like both. Oh, okay. I was a werewolf the, guy over like I'm Frankenstein talking about as a vampires. Kid. Don't you get, be getting all offended go. on me now. Oh, okay. What about Mary Shelley Frankenstein? It was so deep. Hey, I read the book. It was good. <laughs> I did. Hey, it is. <laughs> it's a good book. It is a good book. <laughs> I think we all go through our uh, early teen goth phase where we're like, we have to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Of course, man. You know, I it can't rain all the time. I had to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein for school. Oh, we'll see. Oh, I did okay. it for fun. <laughs> Weird little goth teenager. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> No one understands. That's where my love of a horror punk and misfits and Balzac, all that came from. Bram Stoker, Dracula. I watched watched the movie. It's better than the book. I'm just kidding. Well, well, it is, but that's because Tom Waits is in it. Yeah, right? (laughs) Absolutely. He's just like the little shrimpy Renfield uh, character in that. It's awesome. He played it perfectly. Yep. And actually of that era, um, so I was loving on Frankenstein. And, and mom, you know, was nurturing of it. She she never really hid a lot of that kind of stuff from me. She she would have she much rather me like stuff like monster movies and things like that than NASCAR and you know sports. You know, so she was like, Hell yeah, yeah man. she's like, Yeah, I'll let you like horror movies and video games. I, I'll nurture that. And um 
so she just let me get almost anything Frankenstein, and we were at the um, Blockbuster, and I remember running across Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and I was like, I hadn't seen this one, and she's like, okay, so I do remember seeing previews for this. This this one's going to be a little bit more intense than the ones you're used to. You're used to the black and white movies. This one's going to be a little bit more, I don't care, it's Frankenstein. I want to see it. This is not she's, your she's grandpa's like, Frankenstein. She's like, so this doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> she's like this doesn't he doesn't have the flat head it doesn't look like frankenstein i'm like i don't care like, all right fine she rented that thing for me and i was on edge almost the entire time but i lost my collective shit when the monster <laughs> fucking ripped the heart out from the uh, bride to be it was just like he said that monologue just like holding the heart i lost it's like ah! <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. I only watched it once, like ten years ago. It's, Same. It's I haven't okay. seen that one in a while. It's okay. It it semi held up. It's definitely of the time. It definitely looks like one of those '90s horror movies. Yeah, yeah there sure. were there were an abundance at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, what made you uh, land on the name Hobo Wolfman for the record label? Well, actually, um, sorry, there's bugs and shit out here. <laughs> um actually I used to be homeless and um oh, wow. at one point when I was homeless I found a wolfman figure on the ground and I kept it. This was back in 2011. I still have it and it was a, a little wolfman figure from Burger King cuz they put them out back in 97 with the Happy Meal toys. Yeah. And um and I I kept it. I nicknamed it Hobo Wolfman. And then uh, a few years later I started selling records. I'm like you know that's the store that's got to be the name for it that's great man no um actually i because I, I do know a, that part of your history a little bit uh, i've especially seeing everything that's kind of going on right now with you know folks needing to have a little bit of you know compassion in their hearts you know do, do you mind talking about your story a little bit no not at all uh not sure where to start really but <laughs> well i was gonna say i wouldn't know where to ask you where to start <laughs> Well, you know, I like shit uh, happens. <laughs> we'll start yeah, there. Shit, shit happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, my stepmom kicked me out when I was like 14 years old because uh, she finally had her own kids, and you know, she just didn't really want me in the house. So yeah, um, she kicked me out, and I kind of just kicked around, lived with my mom for a little bit, lived with different relatives, and like I was homeless on and off, like from then until my early 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, just still I found my footing, uh, you know, got a decent job and started saving up to, you know, better my situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All around Hickory. And uh, since you've moved to uh, Chicago, have you uh, checked into uh, anything that's going on with the music scene up there at all? I, we know a bunch of like great bands that are up there right now. I don't know if you've tapped. I was curious to know if you've tapped into that scene at all. Um. You know, I like Poison Boys a good bit. I like Satanic Panic, but I haven't seen them live yet. Right on. Uh, I haven't been to many shows since I moved here. Like, I don't really like going to the city that much. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the one time I went up there, it was intense <laughs> to get right, around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... trying to think. I, I, I feel like I was in Chicago once. Right, because I was in this um, unnamed punk band uh, when I was in Roanoke, Virginia, and we did a uh, big East Coast tour for like a week and a half. And I know we hit Lima, Ohio, 
So I want to say, yeah, I know that, that was like nothing. <laughs> yeah. and, and I want to say we hit, I want to say we hit Chicago. I know at least we hit Cincinnati. I don't know. That's <laughs> all a blur now. It really is. <laughs> I haven't checked out a uh, Liars Club or any of the uh, uh, places like that. That's the one club I keep hearing about as far as like uh, band, where uh, bands go to play in Chicago. Um, the only punk club I've been to is uh, the Bee Kitchen. Okay, I haven't heard of that I one s- yet. Yeah, I saw the Descendants there last year. Ah, uh, neat. Oh man, it's a great show. I saw them a few years ago. Uh, they were they just released the the record that they uh, the last record they released. This must have been in 2016 at this point. But I remember that one being really good, and they played a bunch of songs off of that one. And oh yeah, they played all that, and then they played all the classics. So it was a great show. Yeah, they they are incredible live. Like I did not ex- like I've always loved Descendants, but I didn't expect them to be so energetic at their age, especially. I know it. Like I, I don't even have that kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't look like a punk band either, which is great. No, they don't. They look like PTA, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and man, one of the things um I've been liking asking folks um. What was probably the first band that you can remember? Uh, you kind of go and this is like my band. Like th- this is the band I fall back to. Like, do you mean like the first band that like really sucked you into like a genre or? Sure, sure. I want to say the first band I listened to that really got me into punk music was Rollins Band. Like, because okay. I liked the groove metal and then I found out about Black Flag from that. Right, and I was like, okay. So, so metal was so so metal was probably the first thing that you, know, you gravitated toward. I, I'd say so, yeah. Like it, it wasn't allowed in my house, but I had an uncle that was really into metal, so I was nice. great his CD collection. I was say, that's a, a very obscure <laughs> band. That, as for a gateway band, that's pretty obscure to to the Rollins band. Right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, and that's why I was like really that's why i wanted to dig uh, a little deeper there i was like there there has to be a, a deeper connection to that what was like maybe the first metal band uh you heard that was just like holy crap i would probably have to say ozzy osbourne just because it's yeah. what i heard so much as a child and i really liked that and then i find out about black sabbath and typo negative and all this stuff and I'm like okay right so, so it's fairly safe to say that, you know, you, you were probably around music a good bit, especially from, uh, who'd you say, uncle? Yeah, it was my uncle, yeah. Yeah. Mine was my best friend's dad, and it was uh, Kiss, Rush, and Frank Zappa for the most part. So it was me and my friend and nobody else in high school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't imagine listening to Frank Zappa as, as, as a kid. I mean, I would, <laughs> you try to you try to sell Frank Zappa to a fifteen year old to a to a West Tennessee cheerleaders in uh, <laughs> high school in uh, two thousand one. Do what? <laughs> what is this? Uh, I think yeah, it also I, says a lot about Cap if he was listening to Frank Zappa at that early of an age. Oh yeah, and, exactly. lo- and loved it. <laughs> See, when I was a kid, I only knew him as the guy that would hit the car with a belt on the monkeys. <laughs> Say that one more time. <laughs> when I was a kid, I only knew Frank Zappa as the guy that would, like, he would hit a car with a belt, like, like it was music. 
Oh, like I saw that on an episode of the monkeys. On, on the, okay. <laughs> I need to look that up. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen him uh, do videos of uh, weird stuff like that online too, where uh, he makes like a uh, music out of a bicycle wheel or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That kind of stuff. music yeah. out of a bicycle wheel. Oh yeah. His whole thing is just absurdity with music. Yeah. Now, is, is genius, there a though. line? Is there a line with the absurdity in music? Not, uh, not according to Frank Zappa. <laughs> because, there because is he, a line. It's the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, there, there you go. <laughs> what one? I'll uh, hot take. Hot take. One one element of the punk genre that seems to be kind of catching foot lately. That I've given it a shot. I've listened to a handful of bands. I just don't get it. Which is the noise bands. Yeah. I don't even know where to yeah, start. Not- like who, who? What is an example of a noise band? Like literally, it sounds like, but like ambient noise and like fuzz sounds and stuff like that. Oh, like if uh fucking black metal had like nine inch nails electronic beats or some shit like that? No electronic beats even oh, okay. really. Just I don't know. It's well sometimes electronic well, beats. Well now just, I'm uh, well now I'm just curious. <laughs> that's one of those yeah, things where it's a- like, oh I gotta find out so I can have a debate. <laughs> Cause I don't I couldn't say what one Sounds like, and, and I'm not saying this is an insult. They'd probably take it as a compliment, but just imagine what the deepest pit of hell would sound like. Oh, and that's like they're they're doing it for the sake of like being bad noise. at it. Yeah, kind of like black metal or something like that. It's just noise. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. It's noise. I, I used to go to right. a lot of house shows in Hickory, and there was a lot of that. And it's not my <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. No, and everyone's uh, you know, fully. Everyone can like what they like. I'm not saying, you know, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But just that, that is definitely one of the facets of the current music climate that I'm just like, okay. It's not I, for everybody. No. No. And just like, I'm sure that kitschy hooks and sing-alongs aren't for everyone, but damn it, that is for me. I like <laughs> Frank, Frank Zappa sure as hell ain't for everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Especially for 10-year-old Cap. <laughs> That's so why yeah, I had I no get- friends because it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> I salute you because I didn't start listening to Frank Zappa until I was in my late twenties. <laughs> I still haven't been able to give Zappa a fair shake. But, but everybody has oh, like their man. own like weird shit, like their own little music thing that kind of alienates them from their other music friends. You know, like your Tom Waits fans, oh, yeah. Frank Zappa fans, and the jazz fans, and all that. Hell, mine was easy. All I had to say is I liked Kiss. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, that was that was yeah, the easy target. <laughs> that was the easy target. I, I had a lot of people. I grew up with a lot of people that like Kiss. I'm guessing you weren't a fan. Who me? Yeah, you. Yeah, I had a I lot. Had of, kid, I mean, I like Kiss to a point. Yeah. I, same here. I'm not. I'm not one of those diehard devote. Like I buy every single thing the guys release. No, I am an original right. era guy. Um, I pay attention to what they do, and if they release something of value, I'll buy it. But I haven't purchased an official Kiss product in years. <laughs> uh, I mean, I rented the Kiss Meets Scooby Doo movie. That that was about it for me. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was hard to sit through with Tommy and Eric, but you know, it, it was still my it was still my two favorite childhood things finally mashed together. So what, I couldn't be too mad. What's weird is like me and all my good old boyfriends from high school all had that Kiss Symphony Volume Four. <laughs> that oh, wow. was the album that everyone got for some reason, and it sucked. 
you, you buy the pay, <laughs> hey, you, you buy the uh, it was a direct tv package if you buy the direct tv they'll send you a copy of the dvd it was yeah, a pretty good deal i like the oh, dvd because wow. of all the behind the scenes stuff on it that's actually pretty fun to watch but outside of that no <laughs> but no and, and and the thing is is like i fully understand why people make fun of kiss i get it <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's easy kiss fans are pretty self-aware <laughs> like, no no like, they're not <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they, they, they get the pro rep up most of like all the smart ones get the pro wrestling aspect. There's not of a it. lot of them. Well, <laughs> I try to get, I'm trying to help my people out a little bit. I know oh. that there's no help for my people. <laughs> I was a Kiss fan and a Frank Zappa fan. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Look, you can go take your fucking Van Halen and go somewhere else. And that's another oh, reason. Van like Van Halen. Van Halen oh, look at that dad. Look at that dude and his dad music. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to fucking Outcast. What was that, Danny? <laughs> I said Van Halen or Van Hagar. I was into both. I'm not ashamed of it. <sighs> but brave man. <laughs> I know everybody shits on Sammy, but he's a hell of a singer still. It's 75 years old or however old he is. It's in his early 70s. He's I will defend by tequila. That's why. <laughs> he made his money off tequila. He made he made a fucking empire off that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> great. It it's crazy. And man, um, we we kind of went down the uh, hard punk avenue. Um, definitely one of the bands that, well, definitely the main band that introduced me to all that was uh, the Misfits, and um, that was one of the things that um also kind of made me go, oh wow, is uh, it seemed like uh, you had a pretty. Uh, close relationship with uh, Joey, uh, which unfortunately uh, passed away recently. And um, I know that he actually had a good bit of hand in uh, doing some stuff with you, uh, doing some artwork. Um, I know you've got slip mat covers out available through the website um, yes, where, where the proceeds are going toward uh, helping out the family and all their uh, stuff, which by the way, Friday, I'm going to be ordering a couple. Um, okay. But, Thank but, you. Uh, but number one, uh, how, how did that relationship even start? Well, I I found out he was doing uh, custom painted drum heads to raise money for his uh, cancer treatments. Right. And so I reached out to him on Facebook and I bought a couple off of him. And then I was like, could you do a custom one that isn't Misfits mm-hmm. related? And, he, and he's like, sure. And uh, I had him do the what you see on the slip mat, the Hobo yeah. Wolfman records with Vampire, the Wolfman and the Crimson Ghost on it. He did that for me. And then we got to talking uh, about the comp that I was putting together at the time. And yeah. uh, he submitted the last song that he actually recorded before he got cancer. Oh, wow. Uh, which was uh, 100,000 Light Years by his band, yeah. Forever Horror. And uh, we put that on the comp and, you know, we stayed in touch. And, you know, I tried to help him out when I could. And, um, you know, we talked about doing some more projects and stuff, but his health took a bit of a turn. And, so we ended up doing the slip mat because, you know, I wanted to try to do something yeah, you know, of course. to help out. And um, we sold a few of those in the first run and uh, we gave 50% to Joey to help with his uh, cancer treatments. Mm-hmm. And um, when I found out he passed on the first, I talked to his girlfriend, Jenny, and uh, we decided to do another run. And this time we're going to give her a hundred percent of the proceeds to help with his funeral costs. Excellent. Right on. And, uh, and there will be a link for that in the bio. Um, 
So if anyone out there wants to pick up an awesome little slip map for their um, vinyl player, uh, you already heard it from the man himself. It's going to an amazing cause. If you got a few bucks left over from, let's see, coronavirus, uh, Black Lives Matter benefits and protest uh, protection benefits and all this other stuff that all these other things that definitely need help. If, if anyone's still got a little bit of that scratch left over, um, a very important figure in in punk rock in punk rock history um could definitely and use with, a little hint lend a helping hand here. and with the misfits in my opinion that means music history yeah because oh, uh, because uh what he played on horror business um in halloween right yeah i believe halloween yeah he played on uh the horror business ep night of the living dead and i want to say beware as well okay yeah and beware that would have had um God, if you hadn't said that, I could have I know. Really pulled it up. That had We Are 138. Um, actually, I think that was... Okay, yeah, never mind. Scratch that. I forget what was all on that. But yeah, the thing is, is yeah. that era, because that was with uh, Bobby on guitar too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was actually some of my favorite era musically. Because even though I love Static Age record, you know, and all this other stuff, and of course, uh, Earth AD is just an amazing thrash record. Those, that middle catalog, when they were just releasing a ton of seven inches, those were like my favorite Sonic eras. And oh, a lot yeah. of that had to do with that groove. I mean, he really was just a great drummer. He really was. And, um, you know, he was with the band through their formative years, and he only mm -hmm. left because of the. Uh, you know, that botched tour when they got locked up and, you know, yeah. in uh, England. Yeah. And but, I heard that, right. and I heard that did cause like some rifts and shit because they like bail wouldn't be in tossed correctly and everything else. And there was favoritism being played and right. That, that, that seems to be a little bit documented out there. And that, that's just a shitty situation. It sounds like that happened more than once. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Was he still playing drums? Um, before uh before his uh, sickness got worse um from what he told me the last thing he recorded was that one song with forever horror that was back in 2016 he was kind of uh done after that because 2017 right. i believe is when he got diagnosed with liver cancer mm -hmm. yeah and that just goes to show man it's like it's thing that's just least expected so you know when when these folks are around you know just make sure and definitely give them that love and and that's one of those things that you know i'm really glad that you're able to you know give them that little bit of love and show them be like hey you know this record company that's starting up you know i value your you and your art enough you know to want to incorporate it into with what i do so you know i'm i'm glad Absolutely. you're able so I'm, I'm really glad you're able to have that moment with them and from all the accounts that i've seen online you know he he really seemed like you know the best dude i mean i never had any interaction with him but uh from everything oh, was, that i've seen online he was just a great dude yeah it was a real deal man he was humble you know he uh just just a normal guy you know he wasn't he didn't have the uh complexes that i would say like michael graves might have yeah <laughs> i called that last night too <laughs> uh, yeah there there's uh, i learned some things about him <laughs> there, oh yeah oh god there, there there was literally a few times 
because I saw. I, I really don't feel like getting all into it because this is what I don't either. But it's like, <laughs> but 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 for folks that don't know what we're talking about, just go to his Instagram, go to his Facebook. You'll you'll find out everything you need to know. I saw the initial uh, Instagram post, and I'm also friends with Loki on Facebook, and I saw his stance oh, yeah. on it initially, and I'm like. I want to see what goes on on this. And there was a few times <laughs> yeah. during that show, I'm sitting here going, Michael, buddy, no, 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 no. Oh, no, oh, no baby, what is you doing? <laughs> right. this, this, this is not the place to do this. Please stop, nope. please stop. I want to, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I'm like, I know Danzig probably feels the same, but at least he has the wherewithal to not post nothing online. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, come on. That's They're the all tea. Jersey meatheads. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know it. Oh, yeah. Abs- absolutely. He'll just, draw, he'll, he'll just draw it out and say something really cryptic underneath. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that pissed me off about it is that, you know, everyone can go see the video for themselves, but what pissed me yeah. off is in the description, he said, we're going to do a tribute to Joey. Yeah. and he did not mention joey once in that entire podcast literally um, I, I listened to the whole thing the last maybe 15 minutes was dedicated to it that's it i, 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 I have a f- listening to it <laughs> I, i've listened to the whole thing because i was really curious to see how far i was going to go because loki and the uh other co-host he had with him i think is also a band member sorry for not getting his name um they both seem rather agitated over the whole situation. So I was very yeah. curious to hear it all the way to the end. And it finally reached that understanding point and, and they were just like, so, um, and you could kind of tell that they were like, fuck, we just spent a lot more time on that than we wanted to. Right. <laughs> so it kind of felt like that. And it was kind of the awkward transition into trying to talk about it. And then the show just kind of ended. <laughs> oh, awful. Yeah, and to be honest, that's the main reason I also tuned in because I was curious to hear if he had any interactions with them, you know, during his time in the Misfits. Yeah, like that's what I'm. Well, I guess Joey did play the one show in 2000 right after Chud left. Yeah, and that's so why I was always curious because it's you know, like I know the they. Yeah, so I know that you know they shared staging, you know, and at least had some interactions. So I was kind of curious to see if he had talked about any of that. No, we, we want to talk about other things. Right. <laughs> uh, look at the time. <laughs> yep. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, if you want a break from social media and if you want the algorithms to work in the favor of people that are really needing to use it, join our Discord. We, all we do is talk about music and video games and TV. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You're away from the pandemic and all that too, and it's just like one of those deals. Where it's just like, look at this guitar I have. Oh, hey, yeah, that, here's that this funny meme. That was the main reason we started. It was uh, during the whole COVID thing. It was like I, every time we got on, it's like you couldn't see anything other than COVID posts, and it's like, right. okay, it's like yes, those are good for the people that aren't listening. We were listening and tired of hearing it. We wanted right. to interact with our friends. So I know how to wash my hands already. Yes, thank you. Everybody has to say something about what's going on because that has to look good on their timeline. So we're just like, oh, let's talk yeah. about gotta, shit that we want to talk about. And I'm just sitting here going flex like, for the book. 
And I'm sitting here going like, yes, and y'all can do that. But at the same time, it's like not to get vain about it, but it's like all three of us that are doing this, it's like we're in some way, shape or form in the entertainment business. And entertainment is very important during these times. Being able to have right. a laugh, being able to have an escape is very good. It's like, so Absolutely. you can be able to take care of your shit. And then when you're done taking care of your shit, have your mind wipe. So it, we're kind of looking at it from the aspect of us as creators, we're having trouble getting it out there and being like, Hey, yeah, here, here's your Oasis for a minute to escape no, for an hour. Show. And then you can get back to your real life. Cause you can't escape that, but we can help at least for a few minutes. And it's not just like for the arts. Apparently it's for like anything else too. So people need extra havens to go to, to do anything. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in anything like that, click the link in the episode description for the Discord. And Danny, you need to damn get in there already too. I do, man. I <laughs> do. I have no like, <laughs> like seriously, all it is, it's like the old AOL chat rooms, man. It's like oh, you log yeah. it's like you log on, you've got your main chat room, and then you little you swipe it to the side or click the little arrow off to the side, and then you've got like different rooms for like music talk, gear talk, video games, um, video like movies you're watching every can memes every pets. day somebody <laughs> posts a song like here's what i'm listening to today that i'm really into y'all should hear it too and things like that and that was the cool thing okay. too man and that's something i really enjoy about it is without even telling folks to do it we all just started kind of doing that at least like posting one song a day and the what are we listening to just to kind of keep the conversation going okay and, and i think I'll that's check kinda, it out and I think you know that kind of stuff is really important you know for folks right now especially folks that are feeling real stressed out over economical issues, social issues, you know, what have you. There are so many things, kind of, so many plates spinning for so many different people that, you know, it is nice sometimes to be able to just escape and be able to just go, hey, listen to this record. Or, hey, here's a funny video. Like, <laughs> I want to know what's going right. on, but I need an escape from what's going on too. Absolutely. And uh, how are things kind of holding up on y'all's end? Because, you know, we used to be all COVID talk, but, you know, now we're kind of, they've now kind of have to do a little riot talk. How are things kind of in your neck of the woods? Uh, there haven't really been any protests or rioting in my area. Yeah. Uh, the closest one was probably, you know, like half an hour from where I live. So, yeah, I've been lucky on that so front. Because you're on the outskirts of, of uh, Chicago, you said you're pretty far out, weren't you? Yeah, I'm in the suburbs. I'm in the same county, but not quite in the city. Gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of curious on that because um, even like around here in Charlotte, um, like neighboring like small cities are like getting you know little gatherings together, you know, with signs and you know chants and such. So, so I was just kind of curious right. if anything like that was happening. And we live so close to downtown that like every so often you'll hear a group of folks, and it's just like up. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Has it been pretty tame or not in the last couple of nights? Uh, in our area, it's been tame. Uh, downtown, it has not been. No, yeah, I've been I've, I've been seeing some videos. Yeah, Queen City, uh, uh, Queen City Nerve has been posting a lot of stuff about it. If folks are interested in checking it out. Yeah. Yeah, I saw their video of uh, people being tear gassed. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting crazy. But anyway, <laughs> we just got real life for a minute. What is this? Who such am a, I? <laughs> a, such a happy discussion. <laughs> I know. It's like, it one of those deals where you can't not talk about it because like we, oh, absolutely. unfortunately, we are pretty close to what's going on, so we can't not talk about it either. Oh, yeah. So And, and you know, it is, 
it's life. I mean, you know, and that's just the basis of these. That's the basis of these shows. You know, they are conversational. You know, and you this know. is the conversation that's happening right. I now. mean, where we are, nothing like nothing is happening really close to where we live or anything like that. And I just go to work and just come home and do my regular thing outside of what what's going on downtown and just yeah, you know, and try to help support as much as I can. Yeah, and the best way that I know I can support is just letting them do and leave them alone. I was going to say, Danny's got some. Uh, I was say, Danny, I've seen you've been doing your part too with uh, some merch on the Hobo Wolfman website. Oh, I was going to ask if you guys minded if I uh, plug that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we've uh, we've got beer koozies, uh, patches, pins, and sticker packs uh, that say "Black Lives Matter." in the black flag font. Yes. And, uh, and I, th- I think that's just fantastic. <laughs> we had to do it. And uh, <laughs> we're donating a hundred percent of the proceeds to color of change. Excellent. And, and that's the thing too, is, you know, we, we've, we've made a point many, 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 many times on the show to be like, you know, we're not a political show. We don't talk politics. To me, this isn't political. No, you know, it's not political. You know, it's, yeah, it's human life. You know, it is, and, and and that's why on situations like this, I'm like, nah, that's that's fine. <laughs> I really think there is a shift that's going on. This this Absolutely. time does feel a little different. Yeah, it's 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 gotten out of control. It seems like, but I feel like uh, I don't know. Maybe the outcome will be a little bit better this time. Well, when I'm hoping. It's, it's the old adage of uh, when something's about to die, it kicks and screams on its way out. Yep. Right. So here's to hoping at least. <laughs> <laughs> and to at least kind of figure out a way to end this show, at least on a bit of a lighter note. How about we dig on into our Spotify playlist and we figure out what the hell we've been listening Dude, to. Dude, there's going to be so much good shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? Man, with everything going on, I've been thinking about this all day. There's going to be so much killer hip-hop that's going to come out through all this. (laughs) Have Have you listened to this new Run the Jewels record? Uh, I downloaded it this morning. Haven't listened to it yet. It's so good. But um, yeah, I just listened to it. Like I listened to it twice today. And my favorite record they put out so far has been uh, Run the Jewels 2. But 4 is probably better than that now. So I'm into it. I've been listening oh, wow. to that and a lot of the uh, Iggy Pop material that he did with uh, David Bowie. Okay. Oh, yeah. I still, need to, I still need to go check that out a little bit more. It's one of those deals where it's like it's kind of like a – you know, like a Frank Zappa or a Tom Waits where it's just weird. But once you get it, it's like, this is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, those two records being The Idiot and what's the other one? Lust for Life. Nice. All right. Danny, what the hell have you been listening to? Um, on Spotify, I've been listening to uh, – if I'm at home, I'm listening to a lot of Tom Waits. And uh, nice. I've been listening to the Rolling Stones and uh, My Man, Popes, oddly enough. Which uh, – which uh, Tom Waits and Stones records? Um, sticky Fingers for uh, Stones. And for Tom Waits, I've been listening to Closing Time, nice. Rain Dogs, and Mule Variations a lot. I love Mule Variations. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite Tom Waits album. Has that, yeah. has that weird, uh, the first track 
the the Primus song. <laughs> right. Basically, yeah. Well, I heard the clarification for uh, Spotify. Was has there been some other stuff you've been spending, like on the the turntable? Well, I haven't been listening to a lot of vinyl lately, but uh, I've been listening to that uh, the Van Huskins cassette a lot. Bless your heart, the new oh, EP. Yeah. Oh yeah, so fucking good. No, they're 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 a really great band, and Mike Mike's a hell of a dude. He really is, man. Well, I've been I've been preaching this for a little bit, and they've been he's been slowly just releasing them out on Spotify. But the Billy Joe Armstrong Green Day No Fun Monday covers have been fucking great. <laughs> they're good. I don't think I've heard those, dude. Like a lot of people gave that new Green Day record shit, Father of All. One, I loved it. And two, these covers he's doing is basically showing you why this record sounds like it is. The most uh, recent one he put on Spotify was Manic Monday, but okay. he's also done Dreaming from Blondie, um, um, Think We're Alone Now, uh, and a few others uh, just exclusively through YouTube. And it's been just a lot of these like pop songs from like the 70s and 80s and that's kind of what oh. influenced this latest record on father of all you hear a lot of 70s 80s pop mixed with like beatles style harmonies and it's really fucking cool and the version of manic monday that released last week and uh dreaming that i've honestly been listening to those a whole lot lately they're fucking good <laughs> oh, i think yeah. the blondie cover then the blondie cover is my favorite one yeah Especially cause on Monday, also it's like I gotta put on Manic Monday now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another fun episode of the Zoom Quarantine series. Danny, seriously, thank you so much for having us part of your badass record label. Can't wait for thank you for being part of it, man. <laughs> can't wait for <laughs> things to loosen up on all ends for us all to be able to get back out there and play shows because damn it we were trying to figure out a way to get up to you this year but i know it looks like it's going to be next year before we can do that <laughs> i can't get out here i can't wait to play chicago dude i know you have no idea especially because we've already been talking with uh brad roberts from uh, satanic panic and we're like you know when we get up there we're doing a show with you and he's like i would be offended if you didn't we're like that's right oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like to do like a little run where like chicago is like the destination spot you know how like bands in the south do their like run where atlanta is their mm -hmm. you know destination spot like they did with gilman street and shit like that oh yeah definitely well guys definitely check out hobo wolfman records on facebook and their website hobo wolfman records hey our band's on there hey yeah our, our band, yeah, oh, but don't, yeah. Worry, don't worry about that <laughs> he's got more important shit on there like slip mats for a important member of punk rock history and some patches and all that good stuff to support the causes going out today so and killer releases from home for the day and body bags and and, the, and i do have to say one last thing to kind of wrap up is you know kind of when we started the episode earlier saying, you know, how thankful we were to be part of a label that, you know, had such a cool roster and, you know, had knew so many people and was, you know, so connected to the industry. Also seeing some of the other labels come out right now, I'm also extremely thankful to have someone at the head of this corporation that has his head on straight. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and about it, that. <laughs> and at least on this aspect, I'll give you this one. And, and it posting some stupid ass bullshit. And, you know, uh, and, I, is, I did get and actually has a damn heart. <laughs> well, because you were actually saying stuff that, you know, people that like reporting comments don't like hearing so exactly <laughs> that's all that was don't take that offense well you're doing the right shit out there man i appreciate it man 
of course you keep doing your thing and cap do you have a damn outro for us this episode is dedicated to joey image rest in peace yes sir you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash something good network.